Hello, and welcome to another episode of Some Days Today. My name is Bola Odina, your host, and with me is Nackins Odina. This is a continuation of our 2019 year-end review. We pick up the conversation with Nack talking about his goals for 2020. Let's get started. So overall, I mean, we've had a pretty great year and I wanted to continue to be, um, I want this year to be sort of a replica or maybe even a baseline mm. for how we live. And I have some pretty wild dreams for next year, which of course, as usual, much to your chagrin, Mag, <laughs> is something that perhaps um, you're thinking is a little crazy and out of control. But um, I'm excited to see how 2020 unfolds. Yeah. Um... I think we, we you just need um you just need to be I like I like that you push even though it's freaking um stressful. <laughs> I like that you push because this is what um gets us there. But um get gets us to do shit like but the issue is that, you know, um as a person who's who's real role and responsibility given by society um, and accepted is to provide you kind of think damn I'm always thinking long term I need to make sure these things are are done in a certain way so I think I've like my issue has been that um, I've been just all saying all no and then ultimately like shit this woman is relentless so I got to freaking do it anyways um <clears throat> and now it's got to be okay let me figure out how to do it in such a way that is more structured and it doesn't like completely uproot everything um and also i think be a lot more like you i think um you know one of the things that we are trying to do is um not trying to do that we do is like we pick a word that is going to be the one word that defines our year it's mm-hmm. going to propel us in the way that we need to I'm trying to find mine for this year, but um, for next year, you mean for next year. What was yours for this year? And this is a good this transition. This year was embrace, embrace, um, embrace. Yeah, that's true. And so I think I, I've I've done some embracing. You really did. I think that came out of you feeling like you needed to just embrace the crazy. I was on a yeah. cra- I was on on some craziness this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and the only way you and I were going to stay together mm-hmm. was for you <laughs> to just embraced and i think you did and you're pretty amazing nick actually when i look back and think about it no i'm serious i know you don't like compliments but um i'm gonna say it you are um Um, but uh i want to say wait just real quickly that that um next year what i want to do is and i gotta find a word for it but i want to i want to get it really like it's more than one i want to not say I don't, essentially, maybe it should be like offense because I think I've been playing too much defense. Ooh, and um, that's yeah, a good that's one. Um, yeah. Um, I but like anyway, that. defense. You know, defense wins championships, but <laughs> that's how I look at it. Really, everything about long term is defense. But so I've maybe I, that's I think in maybe a certain sport. I can't imagine. It's no, the... in all sports, the thing is, if they can't score on you, then you know what I'm saying you're. All you got to do is figure out how to score one time. If nobody can score on you, they can't win. Yeah, but you can't really grow. I think growth okay, whatever. comes this from is whole offense. Thing. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. But, okay. um, but that, that is a different, that's an interesting concept. Maybe we should explore it. We always say this and I don't end up writing it. But I do like, you know, what's a better way of living defensively or offensively? I would, and maybe it's a combination of both. 
-hmm. right? Because you do need to build, which requires defensive living. Like you've got to be rooted enough and long enough to kind of see what you're working towards accumulate or start to see the fruition of that all the efforts mm -hmm. um but offensively that's where strategy comes from right? like vision and strategy is offensive yeah. right like you got to think about where are we going and how are we going to get there yeah and what resources do we need to kind of put right. together to get and, there so. and so i think my mind is going to be a lot more offensive but um, not necessarily leaving out the defense because I think I mean you you are going to do enough of the off offense and so what I need to do is be Shuka more one. accepting of the offense but you know and instead of just being um being like a uh obstacle in the road be more like the uh, guardrails mm. of the road so that's I like it so that's your that's your word offense I don't know yet. I, it has to speak to me. So mm, that's yours. So my it. word for the this year was um, transform. Mm -hmm. I wanted to. Is that what it was, babe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was transform, right? Or transformation. Transformation. Mm -hmm. um, because I felt and and the reason I wanted that word is like I said, coming back from South Africa or even earlier, um, you know, prior to that, I felt like. I had a certain idea of myself. Mm -hmm. This is my new body. This is how I move. I am an employee. Um, I am going to live this way. Maybe I'm entitled to one vacation a year, etc. Mm -hmm. But in order to transform into the, in order in order to evolve into the new space that I wanted to occupy, I felt like I needed to transform into that person. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Um, really had to change and reimagine the way that I moved, mm -hmm. which required transformation, kind of like a um, butterfly. Mm -hmm. What's um, the word for that? Hmm? No. Evolution, what'd you say? I was going to ask what the word for that is, like um, whatever the butterfly goes through. Um, oh, that's a good, uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever, but I yeah. guess we're in a different year. Same thing. But yeah, same, same thing, just transforming into a new person. Um, because when you are that new person, then you, it's kind of like taking on a different character. Right. When you're this character, you take on all of the baggage of that character. But if you envision yourself to be a completely different person, you know, now you, you, your, your brain is solving for that. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my word. And then my word for this year is upgrade. Mm. Kind of came to me last night. I was telling you initially I was thinking it would be you, <laughs> what you laughed at, you mm. mean, meaning everything, you know, like just you focus on you. You know, the solution lies within you. Um, do what you need to do. It's, it, you know, like just everything revolving around me. But it never really spoke to me. It didn't really catch on. And last night, I think um, the essence of what I want for next year is still there with Upgrade. But essentially, it's um, saying that I'm not accepting mediocrity, mm. right? Like I want everything to be upgraded. Everything from... I don't even want to start to list it, but, you know, basically inside and out, you know, how I'm living, how I'm eating, how I'm moving, where I'm going, mm -hmm. the experiences I'm having, my interactions with friends, family members. Like, I just, I want to upgrade it to a level that is just amazing, you mm -hmm. know? So my business, the fundamentals of it, mm -hmm. how we structure it, how we interact with our clients, the results that we get them. 
Um, so yeah, so I'm excited about, I'm excited to really explore that for next year. Um, yeah. Indeed. So that's that. Um, now I did want to do a quick sort of, um, you know, some questions to see if, um, you know, we can go through, um, provide additional context for right. the me, year in review. Let me, let me um, be a guardrail here. So we're at 103. What, how long are we trying to make this? This will be a two-part. All right. So how long are we trying to make this? You mean the episode? The episode. I mean, well, yeah. So It's going to be two just parts. Just so we can get a sense of how we are going to tackle all these questions I see on this. It's not a paper. lot of questions. Uh, you know what? Let's just do like a rapid fire question. Okay. All right. So 1.30. We'll do an hour and 30 minutes. Right. Um, okay. So we've talked for the most part, but I'm just curious. And maybe these are not relevant enough for us to leave in. But um, So what are your proudest moments? Proudest moments. Or greatest moments, whatever, however you want to tackle it, um, of 2019. 2019. Greatest. I mean, uh, I hate to keep going back to this, but I guess it is what... I mean, I'm really proud of, or great, great is, um, and I may have some of the same things because we have so many similar experiences, but great is definitely that the trip, that trip was the awesome. The 40th, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Um, we also largely, through your efforts, but I was there helping, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, started our business, got into an office mm -hmm. um, this year, um, started we, pushing. Yeah. Um, our first clients, first check, first time getting paid for work yeah. that we did. I mean, yeah, we've had some great moments yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. And um, also, you know, the July, like how we pushed through for the 4th of July and bought fam our family together. I forgot together. about our 4th of July family reunion. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that probably is my proudest. Um, that was a great moment. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. We that did was, a lot this that year. That was great. Like, yeah. Getting everybody in that we were able to get in and spending that time. So I as a was, quick was summary, because I think most people don't know what we're talking about, the July 4th of July. So for the past five years, mm -hmm. um, we've been bringing all of our family, as whoever wants to participate. But if, for the most part, my cousins, my brothers, um, everyone's wives, children. And because Mac and I, and I don't even know how it evolved into this being both my side of the family and your side of the family. So mm -hmm. um, the Audinas as well also mm -hmm. join. Mm -hmm. um, and every year it's an undertaking, mainly because... Some people just want to make it difficult. Not even that. I just think, <laughs> you know, most families have that planner. Mm. Oh, I guess. It's, it's most families have that planner who is going to organize everyone and say, okay, guys... For next year, mm -hmm. for the next 12 months, we're going to plan this and sort of make all of this work. We don't have that. Mm -hmm. We're a bunch of last minute <laughs> mofos. <laughs> all we know is we've got to figure out a way to have the family reunion. And then we always wait till the last minute to get it done. So yeah. and I think it's always it's stressful also, every year. Really, I think, quite honestly, it's um, an issue of finance. <laughs> Maybe it's a, and, and it, meaning always, everyone's pockets yes, is different. Everyone's pockets are different. And so, I think because truthfully, that's what it boils down to. Like, okay, what are we gonna do if everybody was like, if we were putting money into a um, a, a, a like a some kind of account or whatever, and be like, all right, well, this is going to be our fam bam money. Mm -hmm. Then it's a matter of 
now let's start to freaking plan it. Like, yeah, but that all requires an, an organizer, a planner. Th that yeah. all, because everything can be solved for, but you need someone to actually spearhead you that need, initiative. You need someone to actually put in the money. That's yeah, what that's what need. I'm saying. I mean, okay, regardless, the point yeah. is, yeah. it's always difficult, but this year we had so much going on. My dad's 70th birthday, it was going to be in New Jersey for the first time. Um, we didn't have any plans in place, nor know how it was going to get done. But, you know, I felt like you and I kind of just pushed through and made it work and the kids really enjoyed it it was mm -hmm. it was a really good time and, mm -hmm. and i think that was also a reminder to you and i mag that mm -hmm. you know not everyone has to be on the same page when you're trying to get something done there's a reason why there are people who are designated as leaders mm -hmm. right um and if that is in you to put something out there you may think there's so much work to this and what's the point of this but what we realize is it actually inspires so many people. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, you should never focus on the work that it's taking or how unfair it is that you are carrying a heavier load or what have you. Mm -hmm. I think if you focus on the end result mm -hmm. and your ability or opportunity to actually touch people and inspire mm -hmm. in such a way, mm -hmm. it's so much more meaningful mm -hmm. than focusing on the work or the resources that you're having to shell out mm -hmm. um, in a disproportionate manner. Yeah. Right. And so, like, in the, in, to add to that, um, a lot of people that I've spoken to, and I think probably maybe everyone may feel this way, but a lot of people who I've spoken to who own, who own businesses where they hire people and they'll tell you that the, the most reward that they get is knowing that they're um, touching people, they're adding something to people's lives that, you know, um, the, the kind of thing that they need to support their own family and that sort of thing. They understand that this is what they're bringing to the table. And this is, you know, in a smaller sense, um, what we felt like happened because, you know, our family members you know, express some gratitude about making sure that that continued because their kids were looking forward to it and right. that sort of thing. And so you know, it, it felt good, you know, it felt good that, um, that, you know, we, you know, despite everything decided, we're just going to make sure that that happened. And, um, and I think for me, mostly we didn't disappoint the children because mm -hmm. they look forward to it every year. And I think we could have dropped the ball by, you know, <laughs> telling them, oh, wow, we're not doing it this year. Um, but the children just want to be together, have fun, and continue to carry on the tradition. Mm -hmm. um, so once again, thinking about building connections, friendships, and all of that, um, you know, you demonstrate that um, through actions. Yeah, you demonstrate that through actions and the things that you do. So, mm -hmm. so that was great. Um, my so it, this is a two part question. Your mm -hmm. proudest and your toughest. Do you have a tough moment that you uh, want to talk about? Um. Why don't you do your proud as well? I think about it. Okay. So I think I probably, I had plenty of proud moments, you know, all the stuff around the business, getting the office, the first clients, um, mm. you know, going through our sessions with them, doing the deliverables, having conversations about um, how we were going to support them. I mean, just all of that was amazing. Leadership Montgomery was this year when I completed Leadership Montgomery program. And that was an amazing experience mm. for me. I joined... Two board, uh, two boards. Mm -hmm. I came on to Leadership Montgomery as a board member, mm -hmm. also the Oni Theater as a board member, which to mm -hmm. me 
is a strategic move because I want to be more involved in the arts. And I know Nubia also really enjoyed the arts. So that opened up a new, uh, a whole new network for me. Um, so all of the stuff around leadership Montgomery has just been amazing. Um, and I think also professionally fulfilling. Yeah. So those were great moments. Um, in yeah, addition, you both are amazing. You do, no, your, I, you I, do your damn thing. You're not serious. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like there was so many, like when I look back, so many things happened each month that continued, like just I was in awe of month after month. Mm. And, and the realization for me, well, before I get to the realization. Um, so yeah, so those were great. The other great moment for me was typing up my resignation <laughs> letter. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a proud moment, which is so interesting because I think in my mind, I had been wanting to stand on my own two feet, own my own business, do my own thing. Mm. And it's taken so long. I mean, we've tried so many different business ventures, but it's always been done halfway. I felt, you know, we're still going to hold on to a job and try to do this on a part-time basis mm. um, because I really mentally could not get comfortable with the idea that we weren't going to have a steady stream of income coming in. Mm. So once again, speaking of transformation, I had to go through a process of transforming um, myself from being an employee because I had a very, I had a, um, an employee mindset. Mm. I know how to operate in that space and do very well mm -hmm. in that space. Being an employer or business owner is something I've never been prepped for. I've never, I don't have any experience in. I don't have a guidebook. I don't even know if it's feasible. I got children I got to put through college, feed, et cetera. And as much as I wanted it in theory, mm -hmm. I just could not convince myself that I could do it. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that six months later from when I initially, when we initially sort of registered the business and took a leave of absence from work, um, you know, the trepidation and everything that surrounded that um, time mm. compared to six months later in December when I actually typed up my letter of re resignation. And by that time, all of that had just fallen away. It was just one thing that I had to do. It, there was no big sort of hoopla. We didn't even talk too much about it. It was just, oh my God, I've got to send this letter of resignation in. Mm. Mm. And sending it in, I just felt not a sense of relief because it wasn't even as if there was so much around it, but it just felt like, wow, finally I can close this chapter and move on. It felt like I had just done the one last thing I needed to do so that I can start my new life. So, so yeah, so that was another proud moment for me. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm excited about um, what's to come because mm -hmm. I think I can now take on 2020 fully, um, you know, as a business owner without any sort of attachments to mm. um, any other entity outside of the business that I'm working on. So I'm excited about that. Mm. Um, all right. So the next question is... Do you want to do toughest moment? We oh. should. Let's do it briefly. Do, do you have a specifically a specific tough moment or toughest moments in, um, in mind that you want to talk about um, for 2019? Um, I think... Not any specific. I mean, uh, getting the car stolen right before. Um, we haven't even I talked went to about that. Jamaica, where my passport was in it, was fucking tough. But you know, it it wasn't long enough because we were able to ultimately go. It's like two days before um, 
we were supposed to go to um, Jamaica for the reggae cruise fest. Um, the car was stolen. My passport was in it. And um, that was fucking devastating. Um, but <laughs> because we were um, able to figure out a way, you know, I went into the passport place, got the passport the same day and all that stuff. So it didn't last long enough for it to um, be that uh, stress that stressful. But, um, you know, there, I always say the tough moment in general is, um, is your um, ambitions and decisions and how I feel like, God damn, we have all these things happening. I don't know how the fuck we're going to go and do it. I would say those things have been um, tough, specifically where I feel like this year was ridiculously stupid in terms of the things we took on financially, you know, fun as they may have been. And then you saying, oh, I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> and start my own business. I was like, oh my freaking God. Um, how the hell is all this gonna happen? Um, anyways, I think that that that, you know, combined with like um, you know, I don't necessarily feel like I'm um in the job that um that I'm supposed to be. This is not my calling, it's not whatever it's it's paying the bills at the moment and I always feel um some type of trepidation around it. Never really feel secure in it. And so all these things put together, I would say, combine to make this year tough. So mm. I wouldn't say this is a specific, specific tough moment, but those are the things that make this year tough. And so um, that's part of the reason why I'm also... Um, my feeling like this is not where I need to be is part of the reason why I'm also um, grateful for you being there to push in a specific direction. Um you know, and that's, that's that. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I think the toughest moments for me were the moments where you and I, um, would have a disagreement or a heated argument as a result of, um, not seeing eye to eye about Finances. how to, how to make moves, how to make certain moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think anytime you and I are not in a good space, um, it's a tough moment for me. So I'm glad we didn't have as many of those. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I like to be in a good space with you. So outside of that, I'm a happy-go-lucky. Like, I can't even think of anything <laughs> That's, yeah, that you was know tough. What? I, I am I'm like that. truly happy. Yeah, and I, and I realized that in a way I think that I didn't realize before. And it's like, as long as... Um, she's but the thing yeah i yeah i realized that in a way that i didn't before because some people are not that way but really um you are really like as long as shit is freaking going great (laughs) then yeah which i mean it sounds like well clearly as long as things are going great but not really even going great like you um just need for you for me not to stress you out yeah Maybe you not to stress, less that. Um, yes, I certainly don't want you stressing me out. Um, but yeah, there aren't too many things. And, you know, you quickly um, kind of grazed over the car getting stolen. So we can talk more about that. But um, even that, even something like that, like my all the um, <laughs> my family members were calling me. I can't believe how devastating. And I'm thinking to myself, in the grand scheme of things, my car getting stolen is not a big deal, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think it's about perspective. Um, so, yeah, I don't, there, there aren't too many things that are going to stress me out. And I think even when 
um, circumstances beyond my control or, you know, people are threatening to stress me out. I know how to maneuver for the most part to find my my center. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm good. All right. So that was that. Um, did we talk about our greatest accomplishments? I think that's the same as greatest moments. Um, so all the things on my vision board, the business definitely um, was a great accomplishment for me this year. All the trips, the things we did with the children. So so I'm happy with that. So we can move on from this question. My um, my next question is, what's your greatest um, realization? Greatest realizations. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah. No, I I can go first if it's um easier. So I think um I think what I mean by this is um it's you know how I always have to reference Oprah in every podcast episode in every episode. Um, you know, she talks about what do you know for sure mm. in hers. That's a question, and a lot of it has mm. to do with spirituality or you know about our existence as human beings. But mm. um, so it's along those lines, but not necessarily limited to um, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um. I think what I'm realizing now is we truly are products of the problems we choose to solve. Mm. So my greatest realization is that our brains are so powerful. It's it's a computer. I mean, we talk about this all the time. It's a computer where, you know, it's designed to solve for problems. Mm. So if you give it a problem, your brain may not necessarily the path, you know, the, I, I, obviously I'm not a, a biology person, but there are neural paths that are sort of created as you mm-hmm. give more data points to your brain or as you look to strengthen certain connections, you mm-hmm. know. So the more problems you solve, um, the, the, the frequent problems you solve probably have thicker um, neurons or whatever, neural paths created. Mm-hmm. So my whole point is, we have all the answers that that's what the brain is. Just like a computer, a CPU is, does it have the problems you give it will determine the solutions that it spits out. So if you want to use a powerful computer to solve for two plus two, it's going to give you a four consistently all the time, mm-hmm. but there's so much more that it can do. Mm-hmm. Right. So in order for you to really realize the true potential mm-hmm. of that computer or that CPU, you got to feed it difficult problems right Mm -hmm. i think it's the same with our brains um and that's what i'm realizing this year because it's amazing how many things have randomly come to me Mm. uh in terms of what a possible solution could be when when i initially thought of the problem the solution the the path to how i can get from a to b did not seem feasible Mm. it wasn't apparent and seemed probably implausible you know, but your brain, it's interesting how it continues to work it if you allow it. And I think the ecosystem of allowing for, you know, I'm sure there's a solution for this. The positivity, I guess, the environment in which you allow your brain to dwell yeah. will, is, I think, is um, probably 90% of it. So if you believe that a solution exists, your brain is going to say, well, you don't send the brain solution exists. Let me get to solving, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, so that's something that I thought was pretty amazing in that you can shape your world to reflect whatever your imagination dictates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be as grand as you want it, as long as you're willing to 
feed your brain the problem mm -hmm. to solve. So yeah. Yeah, that's uh, very powerful, and I appreciate um, hearing it. Um, and the reason I say this is because I don't. I mean, you tend to be a lot more "quote unquote" spiritual um, than I am. I think I, I I look at things in a more practical way, and so from in in that sense, I don't know that I I have. I probably have to think about it a lot deeper, with more time to think about. Um, something as impactful which is what you said i mean there are a lot of different um kinds of realizations that i've gone through um but i'm sure there is something in there if i really thought about it that was going to be um as grand and as impactful but i, I that said i think i want to list at least uh, a few or maybe one i don't know right now I'm, as i'm talking there's one that's in my mind but i feel like there's might be a couple more um, the one, um, that's in my mind right now is about boldness. Um, you know, and this is part of why I think offense is important. Like, um, there was this dude, I can't freaking remember his name at this, at this point. Like, God, I can't remember his name, but he's like on YouTube and he, he I think there is an interview with him and, um, Vlad, um, from Vlad TV, he interviews a whole bunch of different um, um, rappers and things of that nature. But like there's, um, he interviews other uh, people who make money as well. And so this dude um, claims to have coached a whole bunch of billionaires or whatever the case may be. And then he, what he's saying is that 90% um, of success is about uh, boldness. It's not about intelligence, it's about boldness. It's in, in, um, you know, this is also part of what uh, during a, uh, another episode that we had with, um, uh, Mrs. Fajingbesi Balogun, where she talks about your, you know, if you're not nervous, then your um, then your audience is not big enough. And that was something that was like, oh, that's dope the way that she put it. It's not even, a lot of times it's not even the things that you hear put in a certain way. It's not even that you don't really know it. It's about how it's put and how it like reveals certain things, a perspective for you and perhaps the way that it's just is, is you know is stated makes you follow it in a certain way you know maybe it's also your readiness to receive it as well but um based on all the different accumulation of data points that you have or pieces of information that you have but i think that for me right now this is some of the things that i um try to teach my children because there was there has been prior to this a lot of emphasis on education the kind of things that we were taught before um you know just education education especially as an immigrant um you know education 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 and the fact is that um first and foremost there is just a lot more competition nowadays than there were before when people were pushing that education there's a lot more technology that's taking away um jobs and everything like that and at this point it's about your willingness to put yourself out there fail get comfortable um, as soon as you can, but definitely once you find yourself comfortable saying on to the next one mm -hmm. and then not being afraid of being dumb and stupid. I would say that um, that is definitely one of my biggest fears is the fear of being judged poorly. Um, that's held me back for a very long time. Like I, I always want to be judged in a positive light um 
And that's what creates this, the lack of boldness. If you are bold enough that you might fall flat on your face. And that's the other thing that she said. This is my new guru, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said that um, that uh, if you... And so maybe all of these parts of our, all parts of these realizations. But she said that... Um, so definitely go listen to that episode mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you haven't. That was good. Um, I don't know the number. But it, it was. It's. I don't think we put a number. It was called um, finding, finding and, and working, working your, your passion, your purpose. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that she said that um, relates to this is uh, is shit. Not gonna talk about other thing. It kind of escaped me. But um, okay. Um, but let me let me talk about um, fear of being judged. Wait. Um, let me okay. let me let me finish this point though because I think uh. Being okay, falling flat. Being you can never. She said you will never reach success unless you're prepared to fail utterly. Mm. That's what she said, and mm-hmm. that is so true. Like if you look at any artist, and this is the thing when we went to um, Reggae Cruise Fest and we saw Buju Bantan perform after being um, imprisoned, or as they would say, in captivity mm-hmm. for ten years. Um, you could like he wasn't necessarily performing; he was being on the mm-hmm. stage and. You have to be a special kind of free mm-hmm. and not worry what the fuck people are thinking to be that fruit that 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 just be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I don't care what you think, I'm just going to be. And when you are that true, not pretending to be, mm-hmm. people feel it. Yeah. Like it exudes and and that's what is that's what they that's what is attracting to mm-hmm. them. It's it's the feeling that you have just been, you know, like you're just being you and you have to be pre- in order to be that you have to be prepared to be ri- ridiculed. You have to be prepared to fall flat on your face. Mm-hmm. And um, that's boldness. Right. And, and, and I think so that speaks to to me how that concept came across, um, how I'm able to grasp that concept, because people do say just be your authentic self. Everyone else is taking Um how that came across to me is I actually at some point felt and realized that when you're being your most authentic self, it's almost like you're opening up a clear channel to your soul, mm-hmm. like you're bearing your soul. And because we are soulful and spiritual beings and we connect to each other on various levels, I mean, there's definitely the physical the superficial level, but I think that there, that there are also deeper levels in which we can connect as human beings, mm. I believe. And I think part of that, part of what happens when you're being your most authentic self is there's certain vibes or energies that you then send out there mm. that we can pick up as human beings um, and feel on a separate level. Mm. And that allows for that connection to take place. So it moves from us judging that individual as um, in the typical sense that we will like, why are you jumping around the stage looking a fool, which is a very superficial Mm. level, Mm -hmm. but we can then feel it's the reason why we all feel music when it's created purely. And it's, Mm. there's a soulfulness to it. There's a a reason why it connects to us Mm. Um, because the, the, the channels I believe are opening up and we can feel it easily. Mm. And then as a result, we can also open up, ourselves our souls to connect with it mm-hmm. and it creates a bonding i mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. um so i agree with that and then the other um thing i was gonna say about the fear of being judged you know mm-hmm. once again back to instagram mm-hmm. there was a quote that i saw and i'm sure it's probably attributed to someone who is important <laughs> and who knows 
um, and you know the listeners probably know, but you know what what it said was um, a lot of people are imprisoned by the ideas of what others think of them. Mm-hmm. Like you've chosen to imprison yourself by being concerned by what other people think, mm-hmm. and because you always want to be viewed in a certain light um you choose to not do certain things or you're forever sort of just um um captivated mm-hmm. by what they're thinking therefore it shapes how you move mm-hmm. when the other quote that says what other people think of you is really none of your business mm-hmm. <laughs> well that, that's your business you know mm-hmm. how you think of me what you think of me how it impacts how you um um, sort of interact with me, all of those things have nothing to do with you mm-hmm. because your destiny, what is inside you to bring to the world, how you impact people, all of those things um, is independent of, of how it's being perceived, mm-hmm. right? Like it's necessarily a one-way sort of communication and you're hoping that it connects, obviously, mm-hmm. but it should not dictate how you move, mm-hmm. right? My bad. So... Anyway, so I agree with that. I like that. Um, the next question is, um, did you conquer any fears? What fears were conquered this year for you? Um, I mean, a whole bunch. Like it, like right now, this is probably a, well, quote unquote, conquered fear. Um, you know, exposing myself, um, you know, in any form or fashion is, con- is conquering a, a fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been impressed by how active and how open you've been on um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I mean, I think that's probably another no, I, I, aspect of yeah opening yourself up, right? Yeah, I agree. Because um, like, again, like I don't want to give people, I wouldn't want to give any people any opportunity to um, have any sort of judgment against me in one way or another. So I would say. Um, that's definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly moving towards, uh, you know, dropping those fears, but, um, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Like I'm I'm making moves towards allowing myself to do the things that would probably make me, um, scared. Um, you know, when we get to the Jamaica thing, there was like, we just went and approached, um, the mm-hmm. executive of like we just went up and approached the executive because we wanted to do an interview and we um, asked for that and so that was something that you know we we're like let's just go and do it. We were trying to in- arrange an interview for the podcast with um, Buju or one of the one other of the artists. artists. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was also taken seriously, which is interesting, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we just thought, well, who's really going to allow us? But the fact that once again, it's a matter of asking. You know, mm-hmm. closed mouth. Somebody, oh, Uncle Tunde. Um, this weekend said, closed mouths equate to closed destiny, which mm. I thought was a really good one. Mm. If you don't ask, you don't get, yeah. which limits your destiny, mm-hmm. right? So, so that was another that that was a good one, and and I like you actually took the you you took the um, the lead on that, mm-hmm. and I thought it, I was actually pretty impressed that you would even conjure up, even think to ask, because you know I, I didn't even think of that because I was limiting the possibility mm. of, um, you know, what I could do and with a podcast. And so. for whatever reason, you know, I, um, and the thing is it could, it, it should be that way for, for everything, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and this is why it's very important to think about it in terms of, you know, of, um, being bold because the truth is my feel the, the, the first time we went on a cruise was the second year and like, 
we had ac- I, I feel so like much we access. had much more access than we right. had this year. Like uh-huh. I think they limited it. Like I like I went up to um, Damian Marley. He gave me. You know, he yeah. gave me dap, dap like he knew me. I think he was mistaking me for somebody we else. Were that doing, was my opinion. Remember, we woke up for the, with the, um, to watch the sunrise with yeah. them every morning. Yeah, so chanting. You yeah. know, we. I mean, um, I remember Tanya Stevens was there. Elephant we, we Man. Talked to him. I Elephant think we Man. We hung up. Yeah. So for whatever reason, I just felt like okay. Well, I mean, considering the fact that it's this, you know, and not necessarily quote unquote like your top whatever, I was less um, intimidated. The right. truth is, there's no difference. No. Like, who, it's either yes or no. Like, but I think the difference, though, is we actually have a vehicle now or a purpose for the interaction, right? Through mm, the podcast. So we couldn't have said, hey, Damien, you want to come hang out with us? There's mm. no real vehicle. So that's also why it's important for you to build. Like, build, put stuff out there because that also gives you access Mm-hmm. to other areas or other things that you wouldn't have um, have it otherwise, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's great. My The fears that I conquered, or the biggest one, and this probably has more to do with realization, but, you know, I, I think a fear for me in the past had been, um, it's similar to yours, um, you know, who am I? Why do I need to put my perspective out there? in the world, mm. right? Either there are other people who are already saying whatever it is that I could possibly have to offer. Mm-hmm. They're more credible people. They're more learned people. Mm. They're more respectable people. I mean, there are just so many reasons why we diminish ourselves and discount our voice and perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think what I realize, and I, I mean, we all have hangups about our perspectives, how we sing sound, you know, how informed it is, et cetera. Mm. And as a result, we, we shut ourselves down and up. Mm. Um, and the fear that I've conquered is really just wanting to put my voice myself out there because I feel like my perspective matters. And mm. that that's the case, I believe, you know, for all of us, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we may say, well, someone else is doing this. Well, this person has 45 million followers. What do you have to offer? Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have a different perspective because we've lived different lives. And all of the perspective or ideas or whatever it is that we're doing has been informed by what is uniquely us. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result, it does matter, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think we should not be afraid to offer up whatever it is that we have to say, even next to the president, Obama, whoever it is, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's your perspective. You don't have to justify yourself to nobody. At the end of the day, it is our perspective, just as it's theirs. Yeah. Know? It's just, it's Obama's perspective. Why is his perspective better than um, yours right. or anything else? Yeah, yeah, he's known, he's taken certain paths, but he's a human being like anybody else who has thoughts. And so... Um, what you say may resonate with a, a few people, and um, you know, like uh, again, like our guru said, like our guru said, <laughs> you know, saying as long as she impacts one person, that's good. And also, like she was, um, you know, she was given an opportunity to go meet the president because she held a podcast mm-hmm. where there was like only a few listeners, mm-hmm. and so that's enough, right? You know and she also said people are called to serve differently. Like some people are called to serve millions. 
Others are called to serve just their family members. Mm -hmm. Others are called to serve just one person, whatever it is, right? So it's not a matter of how big your platform is or the influences, which mm -hmm. is why, once again, it's not a matter of, you know, how you're being perceived, mm -hmm. but what you're doing to um, really fulfill yourself and your destiny. Right. You know, so. All right. So I like that. And then in closing, um, well, I have two other questions. So one is just to round out um, the year. Um, what were the most interesting um, shenanigans or shocks <laughs> that happened this year? Well, um, I don't think I can really go into shenanigans. All right. We um, had a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> that could be another. I'm going to write that down. The shenanigans in, no, of we 2019. Can't, we can't honestly go into shenanigans. You're right. Okay. All right. Some of the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have clearances to maintain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the shenanigans. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. um, Maybe just one. You want to say, my biggest one was okay, the car sure. being stolen. Oh, that's what you're talking about with respect to shenanigans? Well, that's how I interpret it. You could say it how you want to um, answer that question. But I was shocked that, you know, mm -hmm. we walked out one day and our car got stolen <laughs> two days before us going to um, Jamaica. Mm. Uh, and it had all our documents into it, in it. And you know what I took that moment as? Because I remember everybody was like, I can't believe how calm you are. You don't even care. Honestly, I saw that moment. You know, and I felt like this was a test. This was this whole thing was designed by the universe, by God, whatever powers that be to really test. Like, I, I felt like I was about to get to a next level. And this is my last. This is one of those tests that I needed to pass to get to that next level because it was so random so ridiculous i know it is I but um, honestly like i was just like you know what you and because the way that day was designed we walked out i had a busy day clients to see we had to prep for jamaica packing all of those things and all of a sudden out of nowhere we get such a curved ball and it was a matter of do we drop everything and not go see clients, not go to the meetings, not work on the deliverables and all the other shit that we had lined up. And do we just succumb to that moment and be pissed off, upset, emotionally, you know, broken, you know, or push through? And I felt like, you know what, not only if we end up not going to Jamaica, it is what it is. Uh, but we're going to push through, but we're also still going to try to see if we can make it work. Mm -hmm. And I think the way it was designed, we had just one day. Mm -hmm. One business day where we could go get the passports, where my mom could next day deliver, <laughs> you know, my birth certificate for me, which would be acceptable for us to make to board. Mm -hmm. And all that, like it just worked out perfectly where we could get that Hail Mary mm -hmm. and make it work. And I felt like we passed. I felt like it was so ridiculous, that test, mm -hmm. but we passed. Mm. That was my that was my biggest shock or shenanigans that you know just randomness that the universe threw at us for uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah. What was yours? Well, I, I mean, I'd have to restate my shenanigan type thought. I mean, but no, I mean, but you can say whatever. I, you can interpret it however you want. I mean, uh, and I know we've had many shenanigans. <laughs> some that we can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the car being stolen is that, um, level of shenanigans, um, all of, um, the trip to, uh, uh Portugal, Greece was a fucking 
it, it was just shenanigans. Shenanigans. It, it, it was just, it was essentially just shenanigans. It was a lot. Yeah. That was <laughs> that living was, more than our share was. of what should be allotted <laughs> in terms of fun for the year. And not even fun, the way it was structured, the way we had to just be hopping from place to place, the different fucking transportation and stuff that yeah. we did. Like, um, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, the tea we drank <laughs> that we can't really yeah, discuss. Yeah, it was a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fado night. It was yeah. shenanigans. It was a lot. It was that a was, lot. That was shenanigans but it was good. filled. We enjoyed that it. Was, yes. <laughs> I'm going to stop you from saying more. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on, Meg. Thanks for that. All, All right. right. So um, in closing, as we look to 2020, mm-hmm. um, when you think about, you know, 12 months from now, what are the, yeah, and we've gone through all these questions. We've talked about our greatest moments, lessons learned, you know, dreams realized, things that we want to work on. You know, what are your wildest dreams, aspirations, goals? I mean, you could take any one of them or all of that, whatever it is. But one million in revenue. Your, so in 2020, for your business, for our business, you mm. want us, and we're going to put that down on paper. Yeah. We want to cumulatively realize a million dollars in revenues yeah. for 2020. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, mine for 2020 is I want to spend, I want to f- spend three months living and working outside of the country. I want to take the family with us. So I want to take my children with us. Um, and I really want to country hop with mm-hmm. them and figure out how to make money while, um, Mm. living you know like I'm, i want to create a pl- a, 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 a template for bi-coastal or bi-country whatever it is living right mm. and i want to test that out next year starting with taking the whole family traveling to different countries figuring out so it's not necessarily taking the time out out of life not like the um italy the europe trip mm. i still want to be working having money come come in but we're living and um having spending time together in different countries and also making money that's my goal for next year so yeah awesome. i'm excited are you excited for 2020 i think we're off on a good you know i yes i'm excited you're excited <laughs> <laughs> i don't get your level of excited yeah but. but but either way i mean i think it's been an amazing 2019 thank you for being my partner in life partner in crime and partner in this podcast, if we're going to make it a, yeah. official. Um, but yeah, it's been good. It's been a great year. It's been a great life. And I look forward to many more years. And I look forward to seeing what we're going to accomplish together Amen. in 2020. Yes. And all right. I thank you for all that you do as well. Thank you for dragging me along so that I um, don't remain stagnant. <laughs> well, that's the plan. We're dragging each other along. Um all right. So with that, that's the end of the podcast, this episode. Um, thank you all for listening. And uh, remember, someday is today. Let's continue to live our lives like it's a fucking vacation. Yes. All that's right. The, yes, indeed. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.